What up, party people? It's your boy Cole. Today I'm joined by Joe for Outside the Box Season 2, Episode 2. What's up, Joe? What's up, Cole? Yesterday in the sports world, the Denver Nuggets, we're going to start off with basketball. Denver Nuggets are the first team in NBA history to overcome two three-to-one deficits in the NBA. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, they have a really good team. They know when to fight. They know when to come in clutch, and they know when to get it going. I have them winning it all. Nuggets are a really good team. See, we're going to get into that a little bit later, our finals predictions. But, dude, they're so underrated by the media. Like, uh, there's there's such things like playoff teams and regular season teams. It like so the Bucks they'd be considered a regular season team just because they they can't perform in the playoffs. You know, Chris Middleton kind of choked. Giannis doesn't perform at his best. But I think it's kind of reverse with that Nuggets team. They just they know when to clutch up, like you mentioned, like Jamal Murray. Stud. I did not. I, yeah, I I've been watching the bubble a lot more recently just because I've been bored and stuff. Dude, that guy is nuts. He dropped 40 last night. Jokic dropped a triple-double. Being said, I think they're the best dynamic duo in the league. I mean, there's some other candidates, obviously, like LeBron and AD, Giannis and Chris Middleton. But, dude, they've got to be up there. Yeah, they'll be the the three. And so so going into the – it'd be the Western Finals already, round three Western Finals. They're going up against the Lakers. Do you think they can beat them? And if so, how how can they beat them? All right, so – in this series, I have the Nuggets coming out on top in seven. I have the Lakers going up two games to nothing. I have the Nuggets taking two out of three, so the Lakers would be up three to two, and then they sweep again. So I have them down three to two, coming back to win four three. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you know, that's not that far-fetched of a theory just because, you know, they come back from 3-1 to 3-2. It'd be pretty easy for them. And, you know, they've done it against two solid teams, Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz. I mean, Donovan Mitchell went crazy. He dropped, like, 53 in game one. They overcame that 3-1 deficit. And then they beat the Clippers, the two-seed, who had Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, coming coming down back from a deficit, 3-1 is hard enough. Yet alone, facing two outstanding teams is just more impressive. So, I think, yes, they can beat the Lakers. I don't know if they will. I have them beating them in seven. I don't know if that's a realistic, though, because, it's you know, Lakers. LeBron. Yeah. yeah, LeBron. The NBA would be great for marketing, obviously. The NBA is probably the most rigged out of all the sports. There's so much, like, evidence and stuff. And there's there's referees that have come out and said that it's rigged. Yeah. So, you know, obviously. I don't what, know. But, who do you yeah. have for the finals? Finals. Um. So, in the East, Eastern finals, for the Eastern finals with Celtics Heat, out of that, I, I want the Celtics to heat, uh, the Celtics to beat the Heat. That's kind of wishful thinking. But, dude, the Heat have been on such a hot streak. They 4-0'd the Pacers in the first round. Beat the Bucks, one of the best teams in NBA history, based on their, like, plus-minus, their point differential, plus Giannis, and their record. They beat them in five games. They they they, they went up uh, 1-0 on the Celtics. I think they can continue it, you know. They're in Florida, so, you know, like, teams, obviously, the Celtics are from Boston. They did, like, travel and stuff. This is kind of their home. You know, they had to take a little two-hour drive, but I think they're comfortable. They're having fun, which I think is a big point. They're having fun. The Lakers, they're having fun. So, you know, the team chemistry kind of bringing them together, they, they've been performing well. So, my, my final prediction, I'm going to go with Lakers heat, but realistically, I want Nuggets Celtics. Um, see, I have – the Heat, I just they're just going off right now. So I have the Heat winning in five yeah. against the Celtics. I have them coming out hot. So I have a 
Heat Nuggets final. But in reality, it'll probably. I mean, I still have the Heat winning. Either either it's going to be Heat and Lakers or Heat and. It's it's really hard to bet against LeBron. exactly because I mean like it's LeBron and then he has AD with him. It's like they cannot. But like then again, there's teams that are hotter and then they finish super bad in the season, but now they're coming back. So you never know. Yeah, like, kind of going over to baseball, the Nationals, they started off real slow, and they picked it exactly. up in the playoffs, kind of like Nuggets. If this year was a 162 you know, season, Nats would probably history, somewhere be back in that wild card race, just like they were last year. History definitely repeats itself. We've seen that before in the real world, and the sports world, everything. So, you know, the Nuggets are kind of built similarly to a team like the Nationals. I think they can yeah. get it done. But, uh, you know – we have always it's always mentioned LeBron is three for nine in the finals. So you think if they, if he does make the finals, you think he's going against the Heat? I I want the Celtics, but I can't really bet against the Heat either. You think LeBron gets his fourth title, or do you think he goes three for? 10? If it's Heat versus Lakers, I feel like Lakers will take that in six. But if it's Heat versus Nuggets, I feel like that game goes to Game Seven, and that game's gonna be close. It's I I want the Nuggets to come out on top, but then again, you don't know. Well, obviously, you know, a big part that uh, has been a big part of the playoffs for the Lakers is their big man play. You know, they kind of got a – they run a three-center tease. They got JaVale McGee, they've got Anthony Davis, and they've got Dwight Howard. So they've kind of been overpowering their um, their opponents. Well, their guards aren't really the best. You know, Rondo and Danny Green aren't really your ideal one-two guard combo. So that's a big reason kind of why they beat the Rockets in round two. Because their center was a six foot five PJ Tucker, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had the solid guards with Westbrook and Harden, but you know this the NBA has kind of transformed back these past couple of years. You know, obviously it was a three point revolution. You know, big man bully basketball. That's what that's what's going to win you playoff mm-hmm. games. Three ball. That's what'll re- win you the regular season. But big man basketball. That's what that's what is going to win you the finals. But I that being said, I think the Heat match up really well against the Lakers because they have Jimmy Butler who we you know one of the best defenders in the league. can I wouldn't say he could lock down LeBron, but he could definitely make him more timid. And then Bam Adebayo, he, you see the block he had on Jason Tatum yeah, that was, in overtime? Yeah, that was really nice. He can compete with Anthony Davis. So I don't think they, the Heat have to overpower the Lakers. I think they just have to keep up with them and kind of tire them out. Yeah. And I think the, the young guards with Hero, none. Goran Dragic had like 30 yesterday in uh, game one. I think if they could – um outplay the Lakers guards, I think the Heat definitely have a chance. Yeah. But uh going into our next little segment type of thing. So obviously playoffs only like two, three weeks left of the NBA season. So, you know, after that, the off season comes around. There's gonna be some big free agents like it is every year. That's probably more exciting than the NBA regular season itself is the <laughs> off season. La- last off season really exciting. You know, Paul George got traded, Kawhi, KD, Kyrie. This one's not as exciting, but there's still some notable names. So we've got three of them pulled up, and we're gonna make our predictions on where we think they're they're gonna go. So Joe, you're gonna start it off. Anthony Davis is probably the headliner of the 2020 offseason. Where do you think AD is gonna go? I see him going back to the Lakers, but like if he doesn't, I like him going to the Bulls, but he's probably gonna go back to the Lakers. He is from Chicago. Yes. Yeah, he's from like Chicago. The, like the like him being in Chicago means, like, he'll probably have one or two talks with Chicago before, like, making a final decision. So, maybe – Oh, it'll definitely – yeah, it'll de- he'll definitely consider them. 
you know, like it all, all hometown teams or all hometown players, they're obviously going to consider their hometown, but I don't, I don't think he's going to uh, go yeah. there either. I have him going to the, I have him going to the Lakers as well. You know, right now he's only in his prime. You know, it's so weird to think about. He's been dominating these, like the NBA all these years, but he's been dominating from his rookie year. So really right when he jo- uh, joined the league, he kind of got off and kind of got running. Yeah. So I think he's going to stay with the Lakers. He wants his prime years to be put towards a ring. You know, it's part like the beginning of his prime was in New Orleans and they really, really weren't winning. So he doesn't want to waste his good prime years with the Bulls, who are a rebuilding team. He wants to win a finals with his prime yeah. years. And him and Braun are having fun. Like I mentioned before, you know, the team chemistry is going. So, Joe, I have a question for you. Do you think teams who play or have fun play better? Because, like, like we saw with the Cubs in 2016, Joe Madden, he was bringing the teams together. They had, like, zoo days. They had a bunch of theme days. You know, the team was having fun, lots of smiles on the field. So do you think that, like, puts – you think that's an effect? It is, because if you look at the Phillies this year for the MLB, may have one of the best big names out there, but they're not having fun. You can tell by watching the games that every time a pitcher goes out there, like Zach Wheeler and all that, they're not having fun. Like, like it's just – you can tell by, like, the Miami Heat, for example, they're having fun. Mm-hmm. They're playing hard. Oh, yeah. They're getting it done. This year, I mean, Phillies, what, they're just one game above 500. They're, like, the th- – they're- the three seed, the Marlins are exactly. Come on, exactly. See, when you're not having Marlins are having fun with all those, that's a good influence. Don Mattingly and those young guys in that clubhouse is a great influence, which shows having fun could get you games. Everybody had them getting last, but having fun in a shortened season like this and putting it together could do you very well. You know, generally, like with a free agent, I you would think if someone wins, they'd like wins the finals, they want to come back. But obviously, we didn't see that with Kawhi. Exactly. One season with the Raptors, won the chip, he left. So that's why I think AD might do that too. If they win the Lakers, I think he's going to want to take his talents to another team. But if I think if they lose to the uh, the Nuggets or and they lose in the finals, I think he's going to want revenge, and I think he's going to stay with the yeah. Lakers. It's pro- I'd say it's probably like a 75% mm-hmm. chance. Him and Braun are obviously a dynamic duo. But uh, coming into our next free agent, we have Bradley Beal. I'm going to the Orlando Magic. You do too, yes. Joe, right? All right, so why don't you go a little more in-depth on that? Yeah, so Bradley Beal, I mean, the Magic, they didn't make the playoffs, right? No, they got the eight seed, but they, they yeah, got swept. Was, or no, that, Giannis made yeah, the Yeah, if he, he was on that team this year, it wouldn't have been a quick sweep. It would have been a tougher thing. So, I mean, him fitting into that yeah. team right there as long as that – core group of guys stay together, that could be a really good squad over there. Without a doubt, they're a young team. And the Magic, I think the past three seasons, they've gotten the eight seed every year. And they're definitely like a superstar away from getting a top three, four seed. I know it seems a bit ridiculous, but, you know, with LeBron out of the East, Giannis just announced today that he's staying in the East. But with some guys on the move, the Magic could definitely, they could definitely contend for a top top half seed, I would bet. So, it, I'm going to go over Beal's 2019 sets. He was only 26 years old, keep in mind. He wasn't even an all-star. Once I tell you these stats, you're not going to believe how he was an all-star. 31 points per game. That's top three in the NBA. 31 points per game. Six assists, which is still very solid, and four rebounds as a guard. And he wasn't an all-star. That's so disrespectful. Unbelievable. Him and Devin Booker. Yeah, him and Devin Booker are going to be coming back on a revenge tour next season. I mean, Booker went 8-0 in the bubble. Still didn't yeah, make the playoffs. Crazy. I mean, that's got to be heartbreaking. 
So Beal may I it's kind of unrealistic, but he could go to the Suns too, maybe team up. Yeah, that could, that could be a really know. good I, combo over there. I think the Magic they got Markel Fultz, who is top three, top four in a comeback play, or most improved player voting. They've got Vucevic, who is a top top five, top seven center, and they've got Jonathan Isaac, who did get hurt in the playoffs against the Bucks. I mean, I still th- think the Bucks would have won, but he makes an impact on that team. But uh, so yeah. Yeah. But going into our our next. Our third and final free agent, we have LaMarcus Aldridge. He's getting up there in age, but he's still, I think he's made like eight eight all-star teams. So, we know, he's definitely been a great player in the league. Yeah, so I have him going to the Chicago Bulls. So, I think, you know, obviously, power forward center. The Bulls already have Markin and and Carter, who are the power forward and center. Let's trade Laurie Markinen. The Warriors, they need a big man. Obviously, in the draft, they have the two-pick. Could definitely go for Wiseman. But if you can trade for Laurie Markkinen and then get a guard like LaMelo goddamn ball in the draft, I think if I'm the Warriors, I would definitely take up that that opportunity. I think the, the Bulls could get someone in return, like a power forward slash small forward like Eric Pascal, who made the All-NBA rookie first team, so we know he's good. And then another point that I have for Aldridge, he was drafted by the Bulls, so they obviously like him. They did trade him away, so maybe they don't like him. But you know they like they like his talents at a rookie. He's developed well. Why not? And then one more one more point I have is that the he's an NBA vet and the Bulls, one of the younger teams in the NBA, he can mentor a guy like Wendell, Kobe White, and whoever we draft. So that's why I like him on the team. Who do you have uh, Lamarcus Aldridge going? To? So there's two options. One, like you said, the Bulls. They I don't see them trading Laurie. If they do sign Aldridge, he plays power forward and they move Laurie to center. Maybe Carter is the sixth man, or you just trade him to somebody that needs him. Maybe get like someone like uh, for the future, or I could see him resigning yeah. with Spurs. Spurs weren't that bad this year, thirty-two and thirty-nine. He could also go back there, have a nice impact, like you said, for the Bulls on the Spurs, getting them together. But I mean, more realistically, like you said, he's drafted by the Bulls. I could see a strong possibility going to the Bulls, especially with their new GM. I really like him. He's gonna be, he's gonna be good. Definitely better than Garpax. Yes. And we still need a coach, though. So. Yeah, but obviously, you know, Greg Popovich, kind of like Bill Belichick, a lot of people were doubting the Patriots this year. But, you know, when when you, when you have one of the best coach of basically all time in that matter. sport, Popovich for the NBA, Bill Belichick for the uh, the NFL, they're going to they're, they're gonna be a contender mm-hmm. always. Coaches play such a large difference. In like, so let's say the Patriots with Bill Belichick and the Patriots with uh, Mark Tressman. <laughs> Obviously, difference. the Patriots with Bill Belichick. Yeah, not like it's it's between like a thirteen and three season and a three and thirteen season. I mean, the play calls. That's how we saw it with the Bears. Matt Nagy, one coach of the year, twenty eighteen. They went twelve and four, eight and eight in twenty nineteen. You know, wasn't a complete you know awful season, but we saw a step back with that play call. You know, he heard it from the Chicago fans. Yeah, because so it's kind of similar. Yeah, to if he go, that was a bit off topic. Yeah, I mean, if Cam Newton goes, like, like you said, like players just fitting in somewhere. If play, if yeah. Cam Newton goes to any other team, he's not going to play as well. Bill, Belichick and the Patriots are a perfect fit for him because he's learning from the best coach, a former MVP. That if he stays healthy, he's very, very good. Yeah, and that just goes to show, kind of coming back, that how, how much of an impact coaches make. So I think if Aldridge goes to the, the Spurs, back to them, you know, the, the Spurs before the season went had like 21 straight playoff runs. They have a lottery pick this year. They get a good guard, get a good wing. This is one of the more stacked draft classes that we've seen 
loaded with talent. I especially international talent, which you know we know that uh, Mr. Popovich likes. <laughs> you know, I think Tim Duncan was wasn't born in the states. Ginobili, and I don't know if Tony Parker is American either. So you know, he likes the you know the European guys. Might go for one of those. But I think yeah, Aldridge could definitely be a mentor wherever he goes. Definitely be a good fit with any yeah. team. Definitely a good team chemistry guy. But so you know, still still talking about the Bulls. Obviously, hometown team, our favorite teams. Who do you think the Bulls should draft? They have the fourth overall pick. They're projected the seven, I think. They got the four, moving up three spots. Who do you think the, the Bulls could go after? Um, the mellow ball, if he falls to us, would be kind of really good. You got Kobe White, point guard. Uh, shooting guard, you got LaMelo. Then you got small forward. Levine. Levine, uh, Levine, Levine. shooting guard. Uh, <laughs> LaMelo. Yeah, LaMelo's listed to a point guard, but he's six foot nine. He's yeah. basically a Ben Simmons that could shoot the three point. Small forward. Probably not as good defense. And then either you yeah. sm- sign uh, Eldridge for power forward or keep Laurie there. And then Carter or Laurie at center, depending on what happens the offseason. But I feel like our new GM, he's going to be very aggressive. He's going to try and get this team really good for this year. Like we saw, similar to the Thunder of last season, they traded away Westbrook and Paul George, the core of that team in the same season. Trying to rebuild. They got five. They traded away Paul George. Only Paul George. And they got in return four or five. No, I think they got five first-round draft picks the next five years from the Clippers. Yep. They also got shy Gilgis Alexander, who averaged like 18 points a game. And they got uh, Danilo Gallinari, great three-point shooter on the perimeter. That just shows you that, like, you know, sometimes teams might have to rebuild. But, you know, if you can make some trades like – the the I don't know the Thunder GM's name I I don't know his name I don't really know GMs but like the Thunder GM does he if the he, the Bulls GM goes aggressive and you know maybe people could think it's a rebuilding season maybe we can make a playoff run I don't yeah, know but that's like, just my thoughts just, that that's kind of wishful thinking because you know we are fans of the Bulls but they have some young talent they have Zach Levine and Kobe White they're amazing okay. and the Thunder still went forty four and twenty eight this year I mean. And they have five yeah. first round picks the next five years. That's like that. that <laughs> and the Clippers, the Clippers just got second rounded. Exactly. The, I mean, even though Thunder lost in the first round, that still doesn't mean crap. They went forty four and twenty eight. Still five first round picks for the next five years. They're going to be really, really, really good. Oh, they're going to be set up. That's two first round picks for the next five years. That's ten first round pick talents in the next they five build, seasons. They can trade everybody they have right now and then build around that. It's like. Like, they, they, I don't know. They probably, some of those years, they'll be trading for a player with those picks, but. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So, like, let's say the first three years, they keep all those picks. That's six rookies. Then they trade those four first round picks, the two they have, and the two from the Clippers, and you get a superstar. Because obviously, Chris Paul, great point guard, without a doubt, a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. but obviously, he's getting up there in age. They can get a superstar point guard with trading those four first-round picks away, and they still have six left <laughs> exactly. over. Exactly. They're going to be a really good team for a while. They're going to be – Plus Shea Gilgis Alexander and Dennis Schroeder, who is, I think – I don't know if he won six-man, but he was a contender for six-man of the year. I mean, the Thunder are set up nice. So if the Bulls GM could be similar to him, look after him, we are going to see some exciting yeah. years in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But we're going to end off today's podcast with one – one little segment for football, because you know, we've been talking about basketball, entire podcast. So today, the 2021 Hall of Fame 
first round bat well not first round but all the ballot candidates got announced i saw on bleacher report or something so i'm gonna go over some first round candidates so people that haven't been on the ballot this year they are i think i got like one two three i got like eight of them you're gonna tell me if you think they're deserving of being in the hall of fame all right right, so we're gonna start it off probably the most notable peyton manning quarterback for the colts and the broncos i don't know man joe do you think he's gonna make the hall of fame what yes i I mean like he He's one of the best quarterbacks one of all time. I mean, his brother should be in Top there, three. too. Eli will probably get Top in there, five, but yeah. it's ridiculous if yeah, he, he does will. not get in there. It's, like, crazy. Dude, Eli, Eli won two Super Bowls. A lot of people overlook that. He won two Super exactly. Bowls. Yeah. So, all right, next player, Megatron. Calvin Johnson only played, like, eight seasons. So that's kind of notable. Only played like eight or nine seasons. Do you think he still gets it first ballot? Yes. Um, well, maybe not. He put up some. I still think first ballot. I, I think he can make it. Because, I mean, even with playing. He put up some outstanding number- numbers. He had raw skill. Yeah. So, I think I think. He gets I mean, eight there. years, though, eight seasons, he would have still kept that up after that. So, it doesn't really matter. He Bro, still if he played another eight, he could potentially be the greatest wide receiver yes. of all time. I know that's ridiculous to say, but if you go look at his numbers, he was performing – He's probably one of the more consistent players of that kind of era, early 2000, early 2010s. And he played for the worst franchise in NFL yeah. history. That's that's why he retired. The Lions literally drove him out of the NFL based on how shitty they were. Because I don't agree with yeah, him retiring because of that. I mean, you could always go somewhere else and continue career. But, like, hey, I mean, yeah. So, I think, obviously, there's been talks of him coming back to the NFL. Definitely not to the Lions because, you know, they suck. <laughs> But obviously he's up for the he's up for the ballot. So if you're if you're in the Hall of Fame, you can't come back, right? No. Yeah. So look like those dreams are gone. Yep. Sorry, Lions fans, <laughs> you suck. Go go go! Be a fan of a different team. Uh, next player we got Wes Welker, wide receiver for the Patriots, the Broncos, maybe the Jets. Couple teams. What do you think about Wes Welker? I don't see him he as make a it? first ballot. May there's a possibility he could make it later. Because he was literally he was like Julian Edelman before Julian Edelman. Yeah. Played in New England with Tom Brady, got those targets. So he put up stats. Obviously, Calvin Johnson would absolutely body him in like a game of Moss <laughs> or something. But Wes Welker put up the numbers. That's why Julian Edelman, he's won three Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl MVP. His playoff stats are ridiculous. Julian Edelman might be a Hall of Famer. I know it's ridiculous to say. But he's put up the numbers similar to Wes Welker. Yeah, I mean, for Edelman to be a Hall of Famer, I'll have to continue these for the next few years with Cam. But, oh, I mean, yeah. Wes Welker has a possibility to get it later in, this, later in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't see him being a first ballot either. Because these are only first ballot candidates. These are obviously the people that have been on the ballot. So I don't think yeah. Wes Welker can edge out them. Uh, Next player, Roddy White. I forgot about him. Had some great years with Julio Jones in uh, Atlanta. I think Roddy White makes it in. It's a tough one, but I, I don't, definitely I don't not think first does. ballot. That's... If he were to make it, it'd be very later, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, I like Roddy, but I, I don't He's probably not going to yeah. make it. Uh, next player, tight end Heath Miller. Heath bars are very delicious. <laughs> Is Heath Miller a very delicious player? Joe, what's your I don't see him getting in, but uh, he may be very delicious. Next player, we, we know this guy's delicious. Peanut Tillman. Got all the food names going on. Peanut Tillman 
played for the goddamn Chicago Bears, got the peanut punches, and now he's an FBI agent. You know yeah, that? Yeah, I knew, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in the FBI. Do you think FBI agent Charles Peanut Tillman, do you think he makes the Hall of Fame? I don't think the Bears' uh, Peanut Tillman does not make it in the Hall of Fame. I mean, what the not, hell? Not, I don't, maybe a later ballot, but I, I don't really see it happening. Sorry, Cole. Wow. Uh, we got three players left, so we're going to go with Charles Woodson. Yes. I, th- yeah, this has, has to be a no-brainer. Be. He's probably the second most notable pass mm-hmm. remaining. I mean, yeah, he's in. Two players left, Justin Tuck, defensive end. What, what do you think about Tuck? I mean, he was good, but, like, I don't think it was, like, Hall of Fame stuff, you know? Yeah, you know, obviously Pro Bowl worthy, but not, not, not Holloway. that top yeah. tier. Yeah. All the, Holloway. Ha- <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hall of Fame yeah. all the way. I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. He definitely one of the more – he when you think about those – like great defensive ends, you're not like, oh, Justin Tuck. What it's like a Justin beast. Tuck, my lord like, and really... savior. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, but like it's when, not you, when you look Watt deeper into stuff, the stats, you know. Yeah, when you look deeper, you he had a pretty good career, but not yeah. Hall of Fame stuff like you mentioned. Last player, we've got Jared Allen. had a had a short little tenure with the Bears. War number sixty nine. What a guy! Nice. But I think he played with the Vikings and the Chiefs before that. Pretty fun player. I've seen some clips of his Sunday night football thing. <laughs> Every time, like he says his college, he just says his preschool. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. Do you think he's in the Hall of Fame? I mean, if there was a Hall of Fame for like most exciting, like fun players to be around, he would definitely be in it. But I don't see him. I mean, he's still a very good player. Just I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez, tight end. He played. He played for the Falcons and the Chiefs. In his Hall of Fame, like interview, kind of press conference type of thing, speech. That's that's the word. Speech. <laughs> He mentioned that Jared Allen was, like, one of his best friends. Like, really fun player yeah. to be around. So, might be there for the chemistry. Played for the Bears. They went, like, 4-12 and 12 that year. But, yeah, I don't think yeah. he makes it either. So, that's going to conclude today's podcast, Episode 2 of Season 2. We're bringing you another episode tomorrow. We're going back-to-back days. So, what you're going to see in that is going to consist of some MLB award predictions. And we're going to talk about all of the NFL, 16 NFL games. We're going to make our predictions. There's going to be a lot of predictions Next episode, so be ready. We're having Joe back on the show and Mr. Casey Tyrell. Oh, God. Here we go. Favorite. Yep. He's going to be on. Yeah. We're, it's going to be a lot of yelling tomorrow, so get ready for that. I apologize but, uh, in thank advance. Thank you for joining me today, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're about to see the murder of a like, I might literally, freshman boy. I might literally drive to Casey's house and kill him, man. I mean, might get a little too far. I'm just playing. Oh, the Cardinals are making the Super Bowl. Oh, Cardinals are going to face, you know, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. No, Casey, no. (laughs) All right, thank you for joining me, Joe. Uh, Peace out.